welcome to Wimps Yelling About Music. I'm your host, Jabby Locke, and today the Wimps are finally having a guest on the podcast. Yeah, we have a, a guest. Yeah. Uh, I'm Luke, I'm Gabby, and Jess's roommate, not roommate, I'm Gabby's roommate, just both friends, and uh... <laughs> Yeah, I just, uh, I wanted to torture them with my music, and I thought this would be fun to kind of weasel my way into it, um, and, uh, yeah. We're doing a top 10 albums of the decade, from 2010 to 2020. Mm-hmm. And recording this on the very first day of 2021. Yep. Happy so, New Year. End of an era, maybe. Hopefully. <sighs> Yeah, I think we're all ready for the end of something. Um, <laughs> so, yes, yeah, so the each guest, each guest, each person, so <laughs> the only guest, yeah. <laughs> we're so good at this. Uh, we all picked our top 10, basically, forced each other to listen to it. But we're going to throw the caveat out early that um, this is, while Luke's very prepared, Gabby and I maybe are slightly less prepared prepared but i think we all would have in an ideal world Mm -hmm. taken a little more time so acknowledge that this is a speed run of these albums and we are like initial thoughts for the most part yeah Mm -hmm. yes yeah that's a good disclaimer there we go so we're starting with luke uh yeah i guess before just my general taste i like a lot of things but generally the thing that i care about the most in music is that it takes you to a place either like an emotional physical mental or like soundscape sort of place and the music that i like the most has that like very strongly defined and distinct sense of place um but just like more general characteristics i like things that are atmospheric poetic futuristic deconstructed glitched maximal and minimal and then needs that groove doesn't need the groove but i like the and the move i think that i mean there's a lot of genres that i like but generally it the electronic sphere and the hip hop sphere, things that I kind of have the most knowledge in. Yeah. Kind of where I come from. Cool. Well, you answered my questions before I even asked them, so good job. Yeah. I have one more question for you though, Luke. Oh wait, I I want to add. I grew up listening <laughs> to like prog rock shit, so I don't know how the fuck. Do you want to define prog rock shit for like us? Some like early yes and like mm-hmm. rush and stuff. Oh like yeah. That. So cool. Yeah. That's good. That's that's a cool cool background i guess in comparison to mine <laughs> yeah. so. i remember when i was in middle school and i thought hip-hop was whack and then i like listened to it more mm. and i'm like oh there's some cool shit and then somehow i just i got caught on the hip-hop train mm-hmm. yeah i got caught on many trains i feel like we except get caught for on train trains. except for train i did not <laughs> you're not on the train train, train. No. choo not that one okay anyways <laughs> <Yeah>. sorry how did <laughs> say it. it was good i'm glad you said it so my last question for you oh. is are you a wimp am i a wimp yeah yeah this is Do wimps I... yelling about music yeah so are you a wimp yeah fuck yeah i'm totally a wimp <laughs> i feel like that's it <laughs> well what would happen if i said no well i would let you say no but okay. if you say yes you have to tell me why you're a wimp oh fuck i don't know <laughs> what the fuck i don't have a good answer for why i'm a wimp Okay. But I don't have a good answer for why I'm not a wimp either. Ooh. Okay. So. So you're sort of wimping I, out of the I, question. Yeah, I'm sort of wimp. So maybe I'm a wimp. Huh. Uh-huh. It's like a practice, art and practice kind of. Mm. What What does wimps mean? Like, 
I, is this metaphorical? <laughs> it's a metaphor. starting already. Yeah. It's already starting. How many times will we say it's a metaphor I, in this podcast I today? Know. I feel like that's a drinking game. Uh, yeah. You guys will understand in a bit when we get to my albums. <laughs> yeah. Cool. What's a, why why this is a joke now? But yes, thank you, Luke, for yeah. coming on yeah. and living with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. <laughs> All right, so we we have to guess. Also, it's also a fun guessing game because yeah. we have to guess what l- we think Luke's number one album is, like which one he placed number one, and so we, yeah, and like our own order of how we enjoyed Luke's albums. Yes, we each ranked them from ten to one. All right, Jesse, yo, do you want to go first or should I? Am I sharing my ranking or what yes, I think? Yes, ranking top and is. then Luke's top. Okay. I can start, I guess. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> I'll just quickly say them because, yeah, I don't think we're going into discussion yeah, until no, Luke no. reveals his. Yeah. Just making sure. Yeah. Okay. So number 10 for me was uh, Prime Minister of Doom. <laughs> what? <laughs> um... Number nine was the Suki Girls album. I forgot uh-huh. to write down the name of the artist. I'm sorry. It, James Ferraro. Thank you. I should have done this a little more organized like, in my book. User one two three zero zero three. Just like seven. all the tracks are just Suki Girls one through whatever twenty one. Yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. Number eight for me was Actress Splash. Number seven was number seven the arca album is it arca that is how you say it okay just making sure number six uh danny brown trusty exhibition number five uh oh we talked about how to say this today and i've already forgotten one oh tricks one oh tricks point never r plus seven number four for me is clipping it's just a self-titled album and number three, Death Grips, The Money Store. Number two is Kendrick Lamar, To Pimp a Butterfly. And number one, Kalella. Take Me Apart. Take Me Apart, yep. Yeah. Yep, that's my rank. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious to hear what Gabby's is. <laughs> okay. So let's do that, and then we'll both reveal what my we think Luke's top number is. number 10 is James Ferraro's Suki Girls. <laughs> number nine is Actress. I already forgot the name of the album Splash. Splash. Number eight's Prime Minister of Doom. Number seven is Danny Brown. Number six is One O Tricks Point Never. Number five is Kendrick. Then four is Arca. Three is Death Grips. Two is Clippings. And number one's Kalala as well. Hell yeah. Because I like that R&B shit. Me too. So good. good. We'll get there. Yeah. Okay, so I guess, why don't you say what you think Luke's is, and then I'll say, and then we can let Luke take the reins of this (laughs) crazy ship that he is now steering. (laughs) That was a mixed metaphor. Okay, go ahead, Gabby. I didn't actually decide yet, but I'm guessing... Oh my gosh. (laughs) Um, it's... uh probably it might be one o tricks maybe okay 
that was a shot in the dark because I have no idea. I don't like at it. all. I'm I'm basing it only briefly on something Luke said, I think the first day I got here on this visit. So I'm guessing that it's the actress album, Splash. That's my guess. But I don't know. And I also feel like I'm just kind of taking a shot in the dark with that one. So yeah, I feel the same way with you. Great. Cannot wait to hear what you think. All right. <laughs> Alright, starting from 10. Sleepy Girls, Prime Minister of Doom, and, 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 or Ampersand, 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 Arca, Flipping, Flipping, Taking Apart, Koala, Atrocity Exhibition, Danny Brown, Splash, Actress, The Pimp of Butterfly, Kendrick Lamar, The Money Store, Death Grips, R Plus 7, One Night Trips. To be fair, I, I like didn't talk about that one. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> well, was the one I picked as your number one? You picked actress. Uh, was... four. Okay, I was not quite top three. Dang. All right. Good, good. It used to be three. No. Moved it. Bumped it. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Wow, I'm stoked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so. Shit, so I guess I should just go through these now. Yeah, yes. starting from 10. 10, alright. So, this one is, like, the fucking weird one. And, like, this doesn't have tightly constructed songs, like, dynamic crescendos or, like, meticulous sound sound design, good mixing, or, like, anything, like, out of the ordinary that'd be like, yeah, this is, like, an album that I need to devote my life to. But for some reason, it's, like, I think James Ferraro, the way he crafted it was, like, um, what do you call it like uh like almost like throwaway modern music mm-hmm. like that's how we constructed it and it there's something very odd and like downtrodden and dystopic sort of like consumerism sort of influence in it and i think it's like for some reason i keep on coming back to it it's it's almost like my lo-fi beat tape mm-hmm. that every time i come back to it it's kind of like seeing an old friend and there's like little details in the beats that make it like interesting mm-hmm. um there's like weird samples and i've never heard anything with quite the sort of soundscapes that it has and it kind of when you're in the mood for it it really kind of clicks and i think of what it is but it's not anything like amazing but it's something that i just think is pretty interesting unique as just a beat tape so that's sort of that prime minister doom much shadow propaganda this is like my working album it's like very hypnotic and like trance like and there's more it's like a little bit housey a little bit techno but it's not kind of anything at the beginning it's almost more tribal and i think the thing that i like about it is um it kind of starts sort of dark kind of very nocturnal and then as it goes along it kind of lightens up and at the end it kind of is like pretty uplifting and I think, like, that hypnotic sort of trance that you put in while you're working and designing and trying to do other things, it really helps to kind of support that sort of working sort of relationship. What was my next one? It was And. I, I think I think, I think mm-hmm. it was Arca. This one was, like, I remember when I first listened to it in, like, 2013. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, it's just, like, a series of, like, little vignette sketches that are, like, woven and kind of deconstructed and put back together again. And I thought that it was, like, really innovative and creative in terms of like the sounds and the composition of the sketches it wasn't anything i heard before and i think like over the course of this decade there's kind of been more things that sound similar to it and i think a lot of the sounds are pretty i think there's more sounds to kind of take from this sort of glitch hop 
sort of deconstructed sort of thing, especially recently. I mean, Kalola's album, I think a few songs are produced by Orko. Hmm. Well, that's there's, interesting. There's little, there's little details and little glitches that you'll find that I think carry over. Is it clipping? Yeah, clipping. This one was like, I, I think it's pretty creative in terms of both how they wrote it and the sounds that they use. I think it has like some of the most like things I would never think of, like the alarm clock thing. Mm-hmm. Where I remember the first time I listened to it, I was like, "What the fuck? I do not want to hear like three minutes of an alarm clock." <laughs> but I think over the years now, like once once you like get the sort of like cinematic quality of the album, like how the songs sort of tie together, I think it is sort of like once you go from what is it dream to get up to mm-hmm. or die like that sequence of tracks is it's like, like the middle right yeah i remember thinking that when yeah. i was first listening to it yeah and it kind of like when you know what's happening and what what the context is of that song it kind of like like I, now like when i listen to it i sort of like tear up a little bit when it, when it starts harmonizing and you're like holy shit like who the fuck thinks to like do this and that happens with a lot of a lot of the songs like the things that they sample the, the things that they talk about, too, are, like, everything that you sort of... They take very, like, cliched sort of topics or things like that, but, like, really make them interesting in terms of how they write it and just the perspective of it. I mean, another big one for me is Story 2. Now, that that fucking... That shit's crazy. Like, yeah. just the time signatures of it, how it changes, but it's, like... He just raps so good, like he's so fucking like mm-hmm. technical shit. Blows my mind. I, I just, <laughs> I agree. I, I just think this album was like really fucking, basically. <laughs> Take me apart. I think this was like you know I have a lot of like aggressive like electronicy type of shit, and this this still has some of that. Um, but I think this is like definitely smoothed over and it's softer, and the voice is like fucking like just. She gives me big hugs, and she's so sensual, and I'm like, oh, this is so good. Um, and there's, like, fucking bangers, and there's songs that, like, make you cry. And there's, like, it's, it's like, there's, like, sort of, uh, like, stuff like Charlie and all this future pop stuff. And I think, like, this is, like, the mature cousin of that stuff, where mm-hmm. it's, like, still looking at the more exploratory electronics of the sounds, but it's more mature, both in, like, the, the sonic quality of it and just the I think the lyrics are a little bit more mature but yeah this one's this is like my emotional R&B one that I just it's, it's still fucking good <laughs> Splash my beep and boop sort of it's not all of it's beep and boop but it's mostly beep and boop um <laughs> this was one that's like I remember when I this one like is a grower and the more I've listened to it over the years the more I've just like got seeped into the sort of robot i don't even know how to describe this album like it's kind of surprisingly diverse Mm -hmm. in in the songs and type of beats and kind of subgenres he takes from but it's all kind of within this sort of minimal sort of what's it guys what's the what the english word guys yeah. Like, is it? Is that the right word? Like a disguise? Yeah. I don't know. No. 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 I don't know. No. <laughs> Shit. Um, I mean, guys is org, yes. What does that mean? It is kind of like a disguise. Like, it's like something. Okay. Like, Maybe. I don't know if that works. Anyways, I. 
this is like sort of my comfort food in terms of like this I don't even know how to describe it and I think that's what's kind of special about it yeah it's 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 come out for I mean it was released in 2010 but it's still something that I listen to and it still sounds like fresh to me the Kent wait no shit did I miss one I missed I missed Danny Mm -hmm. um yeah this one is just like it's like really fucked up and like it's pretty sad album just in terms of like how deep he went into and just in terms of like his mental state and like how kind of deranged his lifestyle and like the effects of drugs and his past and all these other things have effect on him and i think this is like one of the albums that i think really musically encapsulates that extremity i feel like mm. a lot of albums like they talk about drug stuff and all this stuff but it really you really don't feel it and i feel like some of these songs are like this shit's fucked like there's <laughs> something not quite right mm-hmm. and i think a few of those songs really are like damn um and i think he also just i think pushes what you can rap on and kind of musically what can be on a rap album i think there's a lot of really distinct and unique tracks on here that i think most rappers won't ever touch it's fucking crazy man uh, kendrick the pimp of butterfly this isn't one that I listen to all the time, but when I when I re-listen to it and it's sort of something that I focus on, it's like something that's I think pretty pretty powerful. Honestly, I think every kid in high school for like their fucking social study classes should like read the read and listen to this album because I feel like it's it's really dense. Agreed. But there's some like really important themes on it, especially and it's especially relevant right now, mm-hmm. um, especially with all the you know sort of the racial things going on in the States. And I, I, I mean, I just love the, the sound of it. It sounds like very mature. It's very lush and rich. There's a lot of kind of funk, mm-hmm. soul, R&B stuff that I like, but it all feel, it doesn't feel like old. It feels like fresh. It does feel fresh. And it, it's just, it feels, it sounds really good and there's a lot of makeup. So it's, it's sort of one that the, the end is sort of like, oh God, this is really long. But if you really get into it, then it's kind of pretty powerful how he ends it and kind of wraps all these themes together. Okay, Death Grips the Money Store. <laughs> ah, yeah, this one is fucking. This isn't like balls to the wall. Like, let's fucking go. Like, we're fucking turn shit up. Like, let's <laughs> fuck some motherfuckers up. Like, I fucking love this shit. It like all the samples are fucking insane. It, like everything just feels like pushing the wall like this this to me is like my punk album Mm -hmm. like this is like taking hip-hop and just like fucking the shit out of it like with electronic industrial punk and all these other things that kind Mm -hmm. of makes this kind of like deranged degenerate monster that like especially in this modern world i feel like a lot of the themes are sort of taking like this the ills of the internet and all these other sort of things that we have going on and just kind of like pushing it into the darkest sort of corners of our society mm-hmm. yeah the shit just fucking slaps it's <laughs> so fucking fun <laughs> and then r plus seven this is like this is my spiritual album i'm not really religious but to me this is like this is like going to church for me like this is like it's i don't even know how to describe it <laughs> i've had the most sort of powerful emotional experiences listening to this i think especially like boring angel like that shit can like fuck you up if you have like headphones blasting 
and I think what he was able to do with this album is kind of it's sort of special because when I first listened to it, I thought it was like, yeah, it's all right. He's just kind of fucking around with some of these songs. The more I listen to it, it's almost like he's painting sort of like surreal digital paintings. And it's the more you let it kind of seep into your mind, mm-hmm. it kind of it is something that I think is pretty powerful. And I think the the tones and how he's constructed all these things, like taking little bits, piecing them all together, it's the how all the sounds are composed and in sequence through all this all the songs and tracks, I think are it's something that I think is pretty special. And that's I think the amount of times where I'm like feeling a lot of different either like scenes in my head or just emotions or these other things are kind of the most out of any album. But at the same time, like every time I finish it, I'm like, okay, another time, another time. And it's just like, it's kind of rare for an album to do that. So mm-hmm. it's my number one. Nice. Thanks. Oh, that was a lot of talking. I know you went over, but it's okay. Oh, it's going so fast. I know. Cool. So I guess like overall impressions from <laughs> Jesse and I. And, like, our experience through this whole social experiment of listening to 20 new albums, maybe new albums, for, like, under, like, four days, really. Which is a lot. A lot, and that's why you have to take everything we say with a grain of salt. Mm -hmm. Um, We tried our best to, like, really listen. At least I did. Or several times listen to something yeah. twice and look at lyrics sometimes. Um, but yeah, overall, what do you think about Luke's albums and your impression of Luke? And did it damage your relationship I, can we, with Luke? Can we it definitely did it. It definitely, oh, yes. Okay. Can yeah. We can do that. Yeah. I, I, I have a lot of notes on have, this. Uh, did you write that one thing down from what? Suki Girls? The thing of the oh no, I didn't yes. write it down, oh, but you should right find now. it. I'm gonna find it oh, right now. So Did they write some stupid. I feel. I feel. Yes, that, that the is on the Super yeah. Girls album. If you go, it was on YouTube, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah it, that really says everything to me about <laughs> the way that that music is in my head, yeah. or and like the what type kind of people, people listen yes, to. Yes, the type of people. Because uh-huh. it's literally the, the extremity of the comments is either literally people just posting a number of yeah. a track. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. The most minimal comments I've yeah. ever heard. It's like, not this even... song, this track, one, two, three, or four. Yeah, like... it wasn't even like, this song slaps, it was just 12. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just number 12, it. or like... <laughs> Y'all like, but this number, guys, yeah. or something. Right. So for context, each song is just Suki Girls and then number one, two, three, or yep. four yep. for each track yep. name. Um, so I like the there was a lot of binaural like effects uh-huh. with this. Um, I hated uh-huh. the transitions from track to track. Uh-huh. Like, it was which just one, like the little interludes. Yeah, the interludes between the tracks uh, were like really aggressive and unnecessary to me, and uh, like snapped me out uh-huh. of anything <laughs> that it was trying to put me in. Uh-huh. Like trying, uh, I don't know. Like there was a lot. I get it though. So, uh-huh. I'll, I'll, yeah, the, the tracks are very long and repetitive uh-huh. for the immersion effect. Uh-huh. 
Um, we weren't ideally like listening to this very well. We were playing a, a dungeon crawler where you die a bunch. Yeah, um, this is not your best dungeon crawler game. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's repetitive. We were rolling. Um, no, I thought track six is interesting. It uh-huh. had a lot of ASMR breathing. I think it was like. <laughs> Yeah. <sighs> or yeah, something like some that. Weird ass fucking sounds. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. the ASMR breathing. There was some <laughs> sniffling in there. There was some 808s and some twinkles, an overall warmth, but also like creepy yeah. because of all the breathing on my neck. Oh my <laughs> like I'm God. getting creeped out the more I think about the song, uh-huh. kind of thing. Yeah. Like if I think about it. Like what I'm actually listening to, um, I get creeped out for that oh, track. I remember, I remember how he just he described it as disposable beats. He was yes. like disposable, and I huh. thought that's very interesting. Like very, you know, meta. You know, so deep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> so deep. Let me read you some oh deep. Oh my god! Yeah. yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure the comments are fucking like cancer. Okay, here we go. Most of the time they're just numbers, but mm. this one. This feel. No. 7, 9, 10, and 13 are the heart of it all for me. Unpopular opinion, but it explains <laughs> the deeply cold, crystallized, fragmented, glimmering desolation <laughs> that the album is. Mm-hmm. Like being stranded in an early morning metropolis. Nothing is around, but silently accumulating snow, steely and angular concrete facades, numbing confusion of LED billboards, billowing light. The sky is pink with overcast light pollution. Lost glimpses of Dior perfume linger from vacant storefronts in dimmed lights. You catch your unrecognizable reflection as you look in. In that moment, the severe concrete (laughs) towers over you. The glass is jeweled against your eyes. Down the bare avenue, a soft pink sky and naked reaching trees stretch for you like a distant memory you've never had. In your dim storefront relation, cheekbones framed in billows of soft falling snow. It's not you. It's okay. It's all hollowed out. The sound rings through you, but inside is still nothing. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty accurate. (laughs) (laughs) The type of people who listen to this shit would like this, would appreciate these kinds of things. But it's like, it's everything or nothing, right? It's like, uh, four, three. But that's my problem. It's like, it's all projection. I can't. I don't know. As that that's have, the thing. Have you have you listened to James Ferraro before? No. I I feel like the people that listen to James Ferraro, one, they sort of know what he does. Uh-huh. Cause he's really fucking interesting as an artist because he just has so much shit. Like he's one of the people that kind of helped vaporwave. Mm. You know, oh that, yes, I do that know. Helps that he <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> You know this album a little bit, um, but he, yeah, yeah. I kind of get that though. That's sort of why I like it. Mm-hmm. Maybe not as like conscious of that comment, but like some of the atmosphere. I just love that Clorox sample. Yeah, remember that one? I think my problem is Clorox. I don't. I can't. <laughs> oh, is that this album? It's yeah. honestly sometimes they all started to blur together for me, <laughs> and this is yeah. the problem is I can't speak intelligently about right. it because I don't. I just yeah. don't listen to this, so I have no right. kind of lens for analyzing it. All of my musical analysis, yeah. I think, comes from having 
more input than this in a different yeah. way. Yeah. Like a different part. So yeah. I feel like I will yeah. have very little to add that's interesting no, on these albums, but on like the rap albums, I, f- I found those really fascinating. I wish yeah. I had more time to mm-hmm. like re listen, especially yeah. with lyrics and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. May, may, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on Supergirl. It's honestly like the most album on this list. Um, for, for I have. But are there certain like songs or albums that really like. Uh, fuck, what the hell is this? Um, wait, which one was it? I should have written this down. What? No, that one was the worst. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. It's like. And I totally get it. Prime Minister of Doom was worse for me. No but... way. <laughs> but I was doing the right thing yeah. for that okay, album. Yeah, so it was like. Fair, fair, fair. So. Prime Minister of Doom, I listened to all of it without stopping while playing Tetris, and it boosted my concentration, Mm -hmm. and it was kind of like sort of doing drugs, kind of, you know, when you like, you like, I can't describe like being in a state of flow, Uh Um, yeah, but driven by that, but I, I agree on the whole, like, the ending, it is, like, lifting you out of the album, actually, and I actually wrote down that I didn't like the ending because of that, like, the, 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 like, yeah, the, what, what is it, um, there were definitely songs I enjoyed more, it was cohesive, while not startling me out of a zone, Oh yeah, the the show me the way repetition mm-hmm. song that I didn't like uh-huh. because it stamped me out and I was like I don't want this you want part. Keep, you want to keep it in the yeah. I wanted to be in this this That's zone. Funny. Yeah. So yeah, this. Oh hey, wait. So this was the album with the repetition of mm-hmm. like what phrase was it? Show me, show me That's way. it. Yeah. And it just repeats over. Yeah, yeah. that was. I was not. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. not into that. Yeah. No, I think. I didn't think you'd really find much in that if if you haven't listened to like that sort of music. It's kind of like, okay, this is the this is the same thing over and over again. I'm not getting anything out of this. Like it just leaves too much space for my yeah. brain. That's what I was gonna say yeah. earlier. Yeah. As I was listening to this one today, mm-hmm. and it was my last one, so I feel yeah. that that also probably impacts a lot of my decisions yeah. on it. And I think like a lot, like maybe about like half these albums are like music that has a lot of spaces that I can like yeah. interject my own thoughts into them kind of const- half half construct like some of them they like build a baseline mm-hmm. of sort of the music itself and then you kind of fill in the gaps which is fun for certain things yeah and some just have enough sort of space and like hypnotic qualities that like you can like have a focused mind and it's not like mm-hmm. fighting at you for attention um Right. So I think, especially like for me, since I work in design a lot, it helps to have music that's almost like plays a support role mm-hmm. instead of like tries to play like the main thing that you have to listen to, like at the forefront. Yeah. Um. So that yeah, that that Prime Minister album is like that is like my number one like support role album. No, that totally makes sense. And even when we were talking about your taste earlier, just this idea of kind of creating a soundscape that totally makes sense to me it's just not what Mm -hmm. i go to music for i think so that's why yeah when it's like that it is overwhelming yeah and my brain has way too much room Uh and it just wants 
I, right. I describe this album as being holed up in a nightclub <laughs> where no one can see me <laughs> and no one is talking, like, at all. That's how I felt. Oh, no. Whereas, like, whereas, uh, the Death Grips album, as a counterbalance to that, I also feel this kind of industrial uh, sense from it and also kind of, like, dirty nightclub is, like, the yeah. image that comes to mind. But because of the input of the lyrics and, like, how aggressive it is, I'm, I'm more grounded in that and I enjoy it and I, like, feel the environment. Yeah. Whereas this, it was just... Were, were you, like, searching for something to happen or, like, something to, like, sink your teeth into almost? I think it's just that if I don't have words to focus on mm -hmm. even just a little bit because it's not as if every time I listen to a song with lyrics I'm constantly mm -hmm. thinking about the lyrics mm -hmm. it's just that it helps it fills a space my yeah I think my brain just supplies mm -hmm. words otherwise and right. so then it just doesn't it mm -hmm. doesn't feel I don't know yeah correct right. <laughs> <laughs> no I feel the same kind of but I that's why I knew like yeah doing something would be really helpful mm -hmm. I don't know if you listen to lo-fi beats to chill study to or whatever but I I have before yeah. and sometimes it's like good and sometimes it will make me stay up until like the break of dawn in my own dark dark thoughts because I am yeah. allowed to think really well and yes. that is not good yes that's so how I feel yes sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not so it's like it can calm me down or it could make me spiral which yeah. is very opposite things yeah I think if I'm doing so the first time I listened to actress I was I was painting and I felt like that helped a lot because yeah. it is that thing where I, I have all my mental focus on that and so I can probably mm -hmm. listen to anything but then I don't give the music enough focus so I felt like I didn't like it the first time and then when you played it again as we were playing Tetris the other night and I heard it the second time I liked it more mm. but it, it's just weird I don't yeah that that's an album that I can listen to like straight up no work uh -huh. and also work I, I think, like, the textures on it are really interesting. I You're... think that's a texture album. Mm -hmm. Fair. But, I mean, I actually like to hear an on album a lot. So it's not always yeah. that I need everything. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that I think that R plus 7, like, sometimes it is, like, very spacey. And sometimes it's, like, like there's a lot of stuff happening almost. Mm -hmm. And it is sort of complex. Yeah. I think that yeah. one's sort of, like, the middle ground. And I think he's talked about that with Space in Between. With, like, if you go to his early work, it's a lot more spacious, and now it's he's almost like creating sort of deformed pop songs mm -hmm. that are more full and realized. His next album, which I also really like, is almost like more grunge and industrial, and that oh, one has a lot that has a lot more texture and a lot more weirder things going on that I think is pretty interesting. But I think this one just fits. I really like the Arca mm -hmm. album. Mm -hmm. I thought it was super interesting. Um, it's solid it started out really strong and it's enjoyable and i didn't write anything else because uh i would need to listen to it more but i would listen to it again yeah it, it grows on me like i keep on listening to it I'm like oh this is really cool mm -hmm. yeah it's like super interesting mm -hmm. um the layers yeah. composition go gabby go <laughs> yeah that's a big word <laughs> Um, I didn't like Actress. Mm -hmm. I thought it was boring most of the time. 
I thought the three songs you chose for that album were really solid, though. So overall, I don't like it. Um, And I said that Let's Fly is abrasive and offensive. Let's Fly? Yeah. I thought it was the Kettleman. Luke said inoffensive. I say offensive. Or like Supreme Cunning Linguist or whatever. It's just, yeah, well, that was just, like, an example of an abrasive song, and that's, like, it was, it's just really cutting. I I don't know. Yeah. It is sort of, like, almost mathematical and precise and technical in some of the arrangements, and it's also, like, that, and the textures are sort of, um, it's almost, like, dry in, in some ways, but there's also, like, it's sort of weird. I don't even know how to describe it. But I understand. Okay. Yeah, it's it's definitely not mm-hmm. an album that I would say, Gabby, you should listen to this. Maybe Maze, because it's got beats and loops and it sounds like a video game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that one, that one is a good song. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Wait, wait, one more thing. I know uh-huh. this is pushing it, but I want to know your thoughts on the Bedford's album, Gabby. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I was. We were going oh, through all yeah, of them. I was just gonna say we should talk more about. I... Some of the Right, we've gone through all the, like, flittering right now. Uh, I just wanted to get the flittering out of the way, to be honest. Uh, Death Grips is my third one. Um, I think Hustle Bones and Get God are great. The, like, the grooves and the flitteringness, there's, like, this going on. You can't see, but I'm moving my little little fingers around um they're lyrically solid like super solid um i love the topics the topics are actually really interesting um deep hashtag and the style of the style like how it's written um and the hardest part for me to listen to for death grips is his vocal delivery but it's iconic it's very like you can tell it's death grips. It's very distinct and it's full of energy. So I cannot really like hate on it or anything. It's just that that's the reason why I wouldn't listen to death grips like on a sunny day or something right. like like I don't that. Think anyone should listen to death grips on a sunny day. Luke can, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I have like hello aggressive shit yeah. that I always listen to yeah. too. This is so. Like that's fair. Yeah. I guess I can definitely see how it would get you amped regardless, but yeah. Yeah, so it's mixed and mastered really well, and mm-hmm. it's overwhelming when there are vocals specifically, unless you follow the vocals. So, like, it's all, like, together. Mm-hmm. If I, like, try to, like, listen to everything, if I try to listen to the music itself, Mm-hmm. and the vocals i can get overwhelmed but if i follow the vocals only i don't get overwhelmed what if you oh, just want to harmony huh uh i don't know i didn't get that far yeah but... i want to listen to that again this is an interesting one because when i first listened to it i didn't get it like mm-hmm. at oh. the first time i'm like i don't really like this and then mm-hmm. i got to hack it and I'm like, I fucking love this I song. I think I have a line right now. I'm gonna, I'm, can I read the first verse of this after? Yes, so please. Once I listen to that song, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna replay this. And I replayed it, and I'm like, okay, I get it. This shit is like fucking. <laughs> it, it's just, I don't, yeah, I don't, I, I'm curious about like what the difference is between like John's voice on Secret Band and like, and Rye. Cause I feel like John yells at me more. 
Uh-huh. I don't I, think that's the problem. Is it? Well, I remember Gabby telling me, like, he's, like, yelling at me. And so they're just, like, screaming, where you're just, like, screaming into the void. Oh, yeah. Oh, actually, I can see that. And yes. I feel like John's yelling at me. Uh-huh. And so I'm just curious what the difference is. Maybe. Well, Gabby wants to be yelled at by John. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, no. No, that's not. Sorry. That's not what I was suggesting. That's not it. That's not it. I yeah. will talk about it when we get okay. to mine, okay. which is after Luke, so Fair. pretty soon. Okay. Um, wait, wait. Okay. But that is a valid question. But I completely. see how this is aggressive in a different way than it, yeah. Secret Band is. For Secret me. Secret Band is goofier. This is like. Yeah. Well, a little bit. Some some of it is. Maybe just because we read the lyrics, that we would. Say, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's goofy. Some some it's, songs are. It's, I think there's more, like, layers of aggression in this in a uh, different way. Because it's, like, different. so yeah. deep, dark, industrial. Yeah, the subject matter is also... It's I super... Think. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's violent. Really yeah. violent. Yeah. Yes. I don't think I could ever casually listen to this. Maybe uh, I'll get to that point. I think I'm not at that point at this moment. But I do yeah. really respect the craftsmanship of Death Grips, which is why it's my number three also. And, like, I think also the phraseology is... <laughs> so whack in a ama- in an amazing way. Like I don't expect these things. I want you to read your thing, but I have another yeah. like just line for example, yeah. basilisk coming out of his skin. Like yeah. that image yeah. to me is so perfect, and just the weird detail of it being a basilisk is There's, good, so good. It, it surprised me because when I first listened, I'm like, what the fuck are these lyrics? But if you really listen, like some of them, I think are actually pretty poetic. And how Super he like poetic. things, uh-huh. and I think it's like pretty fucking cool. Like it's not like I'm wondering if the phrase that I wrote down from Hacker is gonna be in your reading, so uh, you should read it. Yeah, okay, I read it. <laughs> Going back to Tangier with some Jordans and a spear, post Christian shit, post chicken or the egg addiction shit, past the shroom stick, neo reality, be the freak you wanna see, just don't follow me. I'm on a journey to the center of three. Grab your fucking chain and drag you through the bike lane while everybody's like, no. <laughs> I got this pregnant snake. Uh, I got this pregnant snake. Stay surrounded by long hairs. A plethora of maniacs and spiral stairs. Make your water break in the Apple Store. Sink or swim. Who fucking cares? Cut the birth cords. Press send. Yeah, thick. Gaga can't handle this shit. Headed for the Sammy Davis wing. Throw up a black hole at the entrance of linens and things. On the way. Never call it a day. Visit Tesla's graves for the ninth time today. Still on the way. Bigger wigs. When you come up, you shit is gone. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot. The, I think that's, to me, the mark of interesting lyrics is that there's, a, not always, but that for sure is enough where there's so much to unpack. Yeah. And you can spend a long time analyzing that. I feel that way about Kendrick's album, too, obviously, but in a different yeah. sense. Yeah. But, but both of these albums are so clear on what they're about from start mm-hmm. to finish, and the lyrics pull that together so nicely, and yeah. just, it's really good. Now, my phrase that I wrote down from that was cray cray ultra ultra contrarian. That is a (laughs) (laughs) such a good alliteration, but also just the the high level vocab (laughs) with the use of cray cray is just it's amazing. I love it. My other one is my existence is a momentary lapse of reason. Got the DNA of gothic lemon shredded 13 times out of 11. Your bad ideas are the ATM shed my skin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. fuck that nautical teacher just had to swim. <laughs> no, there's so much yeah. there. 
Yeah. I want to spend more time with this album. I would for love sure. to hear your thoughts on the lyrics because I feel like you pay more, like you know, like literary things. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. For me, I, this is all from my, like I did a little combing today, but I just mostly have first impression stuff written down because I did not have time to re-listen to stuff yeah. the way I wanted to. Yeah. But I just really like the, I wrote that it was an interesting confluence of violence and technology, which yeah. I think you kind of put in your intro to the album, mm -hmm. but I just can't, I don't know, I can't yeah. summarize it better than that. I think yeah. There's a lot going on, and it's, yeah, I would like to do more. Yeah. This, too. This and Kendrick's, I, I wrote something about Kendrick's, which was, yeah. uh, it's I think it's dense enough conceptually to write a thesis on, and I, I think that the... Could, it is a thesis, I, almost. Like, I it's think, almost like a paper. Yeah, I think Death Grips could fall into that category, mm -hmm. too. Yeah. It's just that Kendrick's is more, uh, I don't know, I don't know if I should say it's more, like, charged in a in a certain ways but it, it sort of is it's almost like it's more grounded yeah I mean yeah. not a little bit like most of the poems like about reality yeah yes. and this is like some weird like distorted like it's a metaphor <laughs> oh, no. it really is it's kind a metaphor I mean, it, it, the, yeah, yeah. but it's also age. yeah but that's the thing that's mm. also relevant yeah. at this moment obviously so yeah yeah, Kendrick's I thought was more like storytelling throughout so the good. album. And Death Grips doesn't give me that impression, yeah. but each song is like a concept itself. Well yeah, because Kendrick's is so nicely bookended. Right. The way it's it's a concept from title to it's like a right. poem almost. That's, like yeah. this kind of this yeah. is the beginning and and then we kind of work our way through this extended metaphor yeah. as <laughs> it is. It is a metaphor. Yeah. Now every time though it's gonna feel awkward to say metaphor, but yes. Yeah. But yes, Kendrick's, if we're moving towards Kendrick's, um sure. it's very theatrical, which like I don't love mm. even as like a theater kid, because I don't I'm not like a true theater kid or whatever. <laughs> Um, I, I mean, like, you know, I don't, like, love watching theater productions or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, so the theatrics were okay for me, but I get it. Like, if you like musicals, I think you should... Like things like where it's, like, he's almost acting out a scene. Kind, like, yeah. Scene is, like, almost like... It's very, like, the mm -hmm. vocal style as well mm -hmm. and yeah. how the oh, music style is. Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, yeah, and then there's that one soliloquy part that keeps repeating, like, repeating throughout the album, yeah, that's and like, I don't know what that's it like is, the but... Poem that, like, at the end of the album, mm -hmm. Mortal Man, like, he lists the whole, he does the whole poem. Like, throughout mm -hmm. the album, it's, like, pieces of the poem that relates to kind of the subject matter of the songs, and at the end, he kind of does the whole thing. And then mm -hmm. when, when he gets to that point, it's really, like, and, and he, the whole interview at the end of the talk mm -hmm. like, that's like a big sort of influence and sort of something like long themes and how you, how um i guess like the black community views talk and the kind of person he was mm -hmm. and um yeah I, at the end where he when talk is dying kendrick reads that point it's kind of, that's kind of so good yeah. i really love this kind of like exploration of identity yeah. and form and the way that form can be interpreted 
but it isn't always like it is and isn't accurate i think that's fascinating this idea that like you are the caterpillar Mm -hmm. even when you are the butterfly or vice versa and then there's just so much there you could Mm -hmm. seriously have a college professor on that side yeah it would be amazing i would take that class yeah it would be great um yeah and also just i think he's talented obviously uh Mm -hmm. some of the ways he manipulates his voice and like the flow on what song is this on for free oh gosh that like the slow then the fast the slow fast and man i never thought i would love hearing somebody say this dick ain't free so many times but it's oh yeah it's It's so good it's so good yeah (laughs) it is a metaphor yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's great yeah Uh, i feel like the thematic thing it's always a risky thing to do, like this big sort of opus. But I feel like the songs are strong enough to where Fair. it's it, it works for me. I feel like the songs are weak because there's some albums that have like a concept yep. on it, and it's like actually kind of painful to listen to because it's like kind of boring. Yeah. But like this, I think has enough like gripping sort of concepts, and there's like fucking bangers like King Kunta and All Right. Yeah. Right. And fucking they slap. Wesley's theory. Very true. But. Yeah, like how much a dollar costs is like a really fucking. That song is really good. Yep. I don't know if you got all the lyrics to that one, but that one's. There's a lot of moments that are really good, but it is like I gotta be ready to listen to that this album because it's not. Some of the songs are casual yeah. listens, but I I don't like normally like go into this casually. Right. Yes. That's fair. I think that's okay to take that as it is because it's. I don't know, it's also very tightly woven, so I feel like it would be difficult in some ways, and maybe that's the danger in some ways of a well-realized concept album, is that it's difficult to di- divorce the material mm-hmm. sometimes from the rest, mm-hmm. even though, of course, you don't have to listen to the whole album mm-hmm. all the time in one sitting or anything like that, and as you said, there are songs that stand alone, but it just feels almost like a disservice because it's so tethered yeah. together yeah. and so well done. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's where it's like. I think if you listen to it and like read the lyrics, then I don't know. You can listen however you want. I don't give a shit. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. Totally. It's just right. good music, though. I feel mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, do we want to talk about. Okay, can I, can I get probably... your reactions to the story, too, and then we can move on? So yeah, we should probably. Song? the last point i made Um, on my the clippings thing was story two is insane it's fucking you would know what the fucking time signatures Mm -hmm. and shit like that it's insane yeah Mm That shit yeah. blew my mind, like how it just keeps on changing, and you're like, how does he rap like this? How does he do it? And the story's like fucked up too. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It I was, love that song. It was uh, it was probably bad that I started with clippings for your albums because it I started out too strong. I was like, yeah. I don't know what what this is. Yeah. I'm gonna start with it though. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. It's very groovy, lots of electronic parts. The lyrics are super solid and fun and clever. Um, I said they mentioned their name too much, though, because, yeah. They did? Yeah. Really? Like, four times. Four times? Like, throughout. Um, I'm not really a, I'm not really a say-your-name kind of person. Um, But, yeah, some of the frequencies, like the pitches, Uh disagree with me, though. Uh the high pitch stuff makes my brain pain. Probably like the 
first song, the intro, where it's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's like, thank God. Like their first mixtape was more noisy, and this is like they kind of made it a little bit more accessible, which mm-hmm. I prefer. Like I'm not like mm-hmm. sadistic enough to like, yeah, mm-hmm. I like fucking. Listen to the OG stuff, guys. Yeah. Like, I'm okay with, like, noise music, but it's, like, a combination of, like, more, like, music, concrete, industrial noise that I'm, like, I can't, I can't do. Wait, say your name again, Alex. Which one are you talking about? No, they just said clippings, mm-hmm. like, oh. too, too many times, but that's, like, a pet peeve, I guess. Interesting. I didn't notice that. That's I, fair. I just know that they, he never refers in, like, the fifth person. Like, they never use I. Mm. Like, everything is written. Third person. Huh. Yeah, I I feel this is an album that it's detrimental that I wasn't able to spend more time with the lyrics, for sure. Even though yeah. I enjoyed what I did listen to and catch, like, just mm. on the first listen. I think it was maybe midway point, though, that I started to really get into it, because I think mm. the beginning of the album I wasn't as sold on from the Body and Blood? Twerk song, girl. Twerk song, girl. Body and blood is so good. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was just the first. But also, it's yeah, it's also terrible. I don't know. They kind of like take sort of like rap cliches Mm -hmm. and then like make it their own and sort of weirder. Mm -hmm. Which is like twerk something, girl. Like take something like like party at the club shit, but then like she fucking kills people and Mm -hmm. like crazy dominatrix and that sort of contrast i think is what they're going for a lot mm. of times so. right yeah nice. thanks wow i didn't think you guys uh would fuck with that shit it's funny that's i think we have so much more we could say yeah. but we didn't even talk about our like number one but yeah we didn't talk uh, about some oh, of the albums kalela I mean, I don't have really any notes because I, I just need to, like, I'll listen to it. I've, I've heard some of the songs off of it before this, but um, I found it really nice that the whole thing is good. Because a lot of the R&B albums yes. like yeah, this tend to songs. not be good throughout. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting with, like, the weird subgenres of electric. Mm-hmm electronics yeah. <laughs> sorry um i thought that was super interesting mm-hmm. for this genre yeah. so yeah i liked it a lot it. i'm gonna keep it downloaded on yeah. my spotify i like it a lot i, I will definitely re-listen i hope that was like a good cleanser album it was super good like a cleanser album. yeah <laughs> like everything's like everything's very heavy yeah. or <laughs> yeah or stripped down yeah <laughs> no. see it's kind of like voice is so nice it's yeah. beautiful yeah. it's really beautiful okay right. are we good i think should we cut it now we probably should i mean i'm sure we could say more but okay yeah. i think we've, we've gone over our time technically speaking yes all right next